Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View. I hope you're having a great Thursday as we continue to celebrate the people of coastal Mississippi. Really, the people of coastal Mississippi today, actually, because we're going to talk to someone who uh, has been on the show before, but went off to do some amazing things in his career. We're going to be catching up with him in just a second. But we always are celebrating the people who make coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. And sometimes we celebrate people who've gone off to do amazing things. They're great examples for the rest of us. Now, I was doing some thinking the other day about words. And one word that I think if, if people who knew me well in my career would say of me that I was probably one of the most doggedly determined people they had ever met. You know, I was defined by the word tenacity. I mean, just it just I think it kind of fits me. But I but I also know this, that one of the most important characteristics for success is tenacity. So let's 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 think about tenacity for a second there. Here's the, the formal definition is the quality or fact of being able to grip something firmly. <laughs> that's, I never really thought about it that way, actually. But that's the formal definition. Of course, other words that have been used are persistence determination, perseverance, uh, resolution, resolve, all those, all those fit pretty well, but being tenacious, something about that, 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 that word. Someone once said tenacity is the ability to hang on when letting go appears most attractive. Uh, you know, I can really uh, relate to that. I mean, during my career, I took on projects that other people would have said were incredibly difficult, you know, almost impossible. Um, but for some reason I thrived in taking those things on, but I can tell you more than once I felt that, um, that what was going to define me in that moment was the ability to hang on when really in, inside me, I felt there was a significant attractiveness to letting go, <laughs> but I didn't let go. And I think not letting go in those cases is what tenaciousness is all about. Uh, someone also said this, in the journey to success, tenacity of purpose is supreme, that if you really want to be successful, the whole, I mean, overlaying everything else is the ability to be tenacious. And uh, I really like this next one. Tenacity is setting a goal so big, you, can, you, can, you can't possibly achieve it, then growing into the person who can. Setting a goal so high. You can't possibly achieve it. And then growing into the person uh, who can actually achieve it. I, I love that, too, because I, I think when you take on big tasks, either goals or dreams or jobs that may be bigger than you, the ability to grow into those jobs is what being tenacious is all about. I look back at shows that I've done, shows with Rick Carter and Terry Green, who own the Allen View. Uh, I mean, their, their story if you had to define it any other way other than tenacious, I'd want to hear what your description would be because their story is incredible. I look at people like John Hairston and Jerry St. Pay and Roland Weeks, and there's a long list of people that I've had on this show, and we've talked about that quality, which I think is so important. Um, but I thought to myself, if I'm going to do a show about tenacity or, or setting high goals, one person stood out and – that 
that objective. And I, I remembered the show that I had done. It hadn't been long after I started Coast View, actually, still when we were doing live shows. I was joined by my friend Don Wilson, who is from Gulfport. And let me tell you about Don real quick. Um, he's an award-winning director and uh, editor. He's done like feature documentaries. He's done um, he's done national commercials, television news, NFL sports broadcasts. He's done sitcoms, comedy shows, major motion picture trailers, TV spots, HBO, and sh- Showtime music and comedy special. He's done five Olympics. And uh, high-end corporate videos. I mean, truthfully, he's kind of done it all in that realm. And uh, he's probably best known, and one of the things we talked a lot about the last time we visited, and, and doing some really groundbreaking work in music videos. And for, for example, he directed and edited Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror video. It was number one on MTV for nearly 20 weeks and was listed in the top five videos by, of all time by the former MTV VJ Martha Quinn. And remains in the top five videos of all time in VH1's top 100. Um, Don also uh, has done four other videos that are in the top 25. So you know he's uh, he's done a lot. In fact, he's been he's been actually credited with as one of the founding fathers of the MTV style video. Uh, he li- literally helped create an art form, and he's worked with some amazing artists: uh, Bon Jovi, Sting, Michael Jackson, Rod Stewart, pa- Pearl Jam, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, The Pretenders, and Alanis Morissette, and many others. And uh, the list of accomplishment- accomplishments go on and on. But he grew up in Bellevue, right here in Gulfport. And I've asked Don to come back and join me today from his uh, studio in Studio City, California. Where he is, uh, you know, what I want to do, I want to find out the latest in his world. I want to talk about what that word tenaciousness, tenacity means to him. And uh, I want to find out what it's like to do work, the kind of work he does in the pandemic. In a way, he was already kind of doing a lot of remote stuff. He's, uh, he's, he was, I, I, I haven't talked to him about this, but my guess is he was incredibly well positioned already to do remote work. But anyway, without any further ado, let me uh, let me introduce the star of the show today, my friend, and welcome him back to Coast View, uh, Don Wilson. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, buddy. I sure, uh, I'm humbled by your introduction. I sound old, and I am old, but uh, I am definitely <laughs> tenacious. I love that. Well, you're only a year older than me, my friend. And, uh, so you, you know, Ricky you just, and I did grow up together at Bellevue. You know, you had to pass Ricky's house to go to the airport. It was uh, yeah. <laughs> not on the corner. Was it on the corner? Or yeah, it was. Maybe, was. It was. Yes, yeah. I think Quincy. That's right. Fifty-fourth and Quincy. Hey, but you heard that? You heard that? That that last quote. Tenacity is setting a goal so big you can't achieve it, <laughs> but then growing into the person who can. I mean, when you went, you just like up and left, you right. <laughs> up and left and you kind of, I don't know, you faked it till you make, I don't know what the right <laughs> word is, but you brought a, a tenacity to your wanting to make your name there and you, you did it, didn't you? You know, man, I was young. I, um, looking back on it, I was definitely, uh, full of, of them and vinegar and, uh, I, I would say tenacious, but at the time I was—I uh, believed I had a dream, and I—I I had no choice, you know, in the matter at that particular point. I'm sure people can relate to that, but you're just overwhelmed by something that you feel that you have to do. Um, I played music, but working at WLOX was a mind-altering experience for me, 
and I got to work um, in the Superdome a few times. And when I was there, I met the the national guys, and they're like, "Dude, what are you doing here?" You know. And I said, "Well, you know, I'm working at this great little TV station." And they said, "What are you making?" And they, I told them, and they, you know, you can make that in three months. And I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and off you went. Hey, you remember, Don? I remember so well, actually. Um, when we talked last, you talked about. One of the qualities you brought from coastal Mississippi, you know, the, from Bioview, from this Gupport life that you had, was the ability to respect people and communicate with people and just be nice. And when you when you got to California, I remember you pointing out how different that was. That I don't know if you didn't use the word, but there were a sea of jerks out there. And for some reason, Don enters the the uh, the picture with this sort of coastal Mississippi and sensibility about you, yeah. and it stood out, didn't it? Totally did, man. I remember walking into the first big, big break job, and there was a attractive older woman behind the desk, and something clicked on, you know, that southern charm. It wasn't totally intentional to overwhelm her or to, you know, win something, but it was just my nature, and um, I felt comfortable doing that. I didn't feel comfortable applying for a job. <laughs> but, you know, it's sort of wrapped around. You have to wrap yourself around something that you believe in, you know. And at that point, that's about all I had. <laughs> but, well, uh, but I also I felt yeah. like I knew I could probably pull off anything at that point. You know, I, was you, I tell you, what was interesting, you, you had, again, you had a dream. And you chased that dream because you brought to it just sort of a, a raw, creative talent that you wanted to develop further. And you knew if you stayed here, you wouldn't be able to do that. So you to do that, you had to go where the best of the best was and that's yeah. that's where you went isn't it and how old yeah. were you at that point oh ricky i think i was uh 24 25 maybe i you know i, I need to go back it was 79 so yeah <laughs> you know yeah. in the 79 but i'll never forget it. you know it was the gas crunch and you know it was just I, you know, there were so many uh, things to remember back in that time but uh yeah. So we'll, we're going to talk more about lots of aspects of of, uh, of you, but but you heard what I said about in the pandemic, which is something I talk about on Coastview all the time, that, that there were trends to do remote work before the pandemic. But as we learned after Katrina, any trend that was in place prior to the disaster is just going to get sped up. And certainly right. that's the case as it relates to remote work. But you were actually already quite innovative as it related to doing remote work, weren't you? Absolutely. You know, I had run big hundreds, 250 people facilities. And uh, I remember having a celebration when we made six and a half percent profit for a year. Just insane. Right. And uh, just all that worry. And I finally got to a place where I didn't let people in the room when I edited. A lot of things that you do. Go ahead. No, let's do this. Let's pick it. We're going to pick it right there because we're coming to the end of this segment together. But this is Don Wilson, who's gone on to uh, California to do some amazing things. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Don. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm visiting with my friend Don Wilson. 
who is a noted editor and I mean, I, I would say it had in some ways sort of a revolutionary impact on a lot of the area that he chose to do business documentaries and MTV style videos and the list goes on. We'll reflect on some of that here in just a second. But, you know, before I started the show this morning, I, I, I looked at my Facebook feed and Brody Moore, who is my cousin's grandson, is the, is a, a starting infielder at Auburn University. He plays baseball at Auburn. So did his father and his cousin and you know long history of baseball players in that family. But he he posted this. He's really a great kid. He said if you've got a dream to chase, chase it cuz the dream won't chase you back. <laughs> so he's just saying you got to do it. That's and awesome. uh, and that's what you did when you went there. But when Absolutely. we went to break when we went to break, we were talking about how you um, how you sort of built your own. I mean, you 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 built an incredible capability to be able to do remote work, and you did that some time ago. So when people started flipping the switch to say we're going to start doing more remote work, I mean, you were already set up to do it, weren't you? Totally, man. I totally was. I saw it coming too, but uh, I had gotten to a point to where uh, it was uh, clients only wanted to work with me wherever, whatever facility I was in. So it sort of defeated the purpose of running a staff. You know, it it was just a fight over my time. And uh, I also felt that I could do better work without having to worry about other people's problems. And uh, the business started to change. I saw it changing. But um, yeah, I I don't usually, I typically don't allow people, it sounds like I'm a jerk, but I'm not. And I don't allow people in the room when I edit especially when I edit. Uh, and think about this, a lot of, I start with black. You know, you start with a blank tape, which is kind of uh, daunting. But at the same time, you have to make a lot of mistakes to find that one little, you know, hidden gem. And uh, you can look like a fool to a client who doesn't know you yet, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like a first draft of a, how many writers want you to read their rough draft? They don't. Uh, it's sort of the same thing. Um, I, I, I got... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Don. Finish. Yeah. No, I just say I, I got uh, faster at getting through that the direct to find the the jewels, but uh, you know that was something that I, I learned early on that for me to do my best work, I had to I had to fail a lot. You know, one on one. Yeah, I remember Don the the conversation that we had about that now famous Quiet Riot video <laughs> when when you you had a tough you had a tough customer that you're working for and. Uh, when you looked at the first cut, I remember him saying something like, you know, in, we, 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 no, we, you didn't like where you were. And you said, come back. We're going to come back on Monday. And what you did is you went off on your own and completely recut this incredible video. And when you came back, the guy liked it. He loved and, it, yeah. But you, you, um, you know, you, you've always done your best work. Even in the beginning, you did that, didn't you? Yeah, you know, and pressure, too. It's interesting. I find that, uh, I believe that people who really find that root part of their their, their life, it, the root, i.e., the career, uh, if it, there's a singing that sort of happens in me that if I'm doing something I truly love or I'm, I'm really into, time passes. I don't feel fatigued. There, you, you, I'm sure you can understand. You know, I, I've known yeah. you a long time. You've been hugely successful. You don't become successful in and not enjoy it or if you do i I don't (laughs) i don't know how you deal with it but yeah um, you have to love it for sure you have to because there's a lot you got to put up with you know and and, uh, (laughs) gosh 
So, Don, let's give people uh, like what do you what kind of things are you working on these days? Gosh, well, my wife and I, she runs the film school at Pepperdine, and um, she's a writer. She's worked on movies like um, Princess Diaries and so forth. We're developing a show. Um, it's really good. I can't tell you how many times at parties or wherever I get to tell them. People ask me, tell them, you know, or something, a topic will come up and it'll evolve into a bunch of stories. And they, you need to write a book. You need, And I don't want to write a book about me. But what we come up with sort of an amalgam of all these people I've known and all these situations. And some are true. Some I completely made up and some I ripped off. But, um, you know, it's going to be kind of interesting. You know, it's sort of a, 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 a guy who's, uh, I don't know how to explain it. The, for lack of a better, a rough draft idea is that, uh, he's an angel on probation who runs this big arena where all these acts have to go. Uh, because they're usually, they, they get there and they're ready to break up, they're ready to quit the business and they leave and everything's blissful and they never quite know why, right? So, and um, it's interesting how you can get people to pay attention to something about rock and roll if you add an angel to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you more than I should, but um, yeah, we'll see. And, uh, you know, I've been working, I've, I've directed a, a concert back in, uh, during a brief, you know, COVID uh, hiatus. <laughs> Um, back in uh, North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, excuse me, I get them mixed mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And um, we're, I'm working on another one right now. Every time we had something booked, though, Ricky, it got canceled. You know, it's yeah. it strange. So I've taken this time, you know, can afford to do it, uh, to do stuff for us. It's uh, yeah. We've always wanted to do that. And every time we do it, it's pretty successful. And um, my wife's a superstar, so this is what we've been trying to do. And you know, I'm doing I'm doing a job right now, a new little comedy show. But um, you know, I'm yeah, I'm old enough now. I can't retire. Look at you. You're supposed to be retired. <laughs> That well, work, you know, does it? I, we end up getting into that a lot. You know, it's hard for people like you and me to to literally bail out. I remember John Harrison, who's the CEO of Hancock Banks, a good friend. Yeah. Good Hancock Whitney, incidentally, he's a good friend of mine, and he said. When he heard that I was going to retire, he said, well, what are you going to do now? And I said, I said, nothing. I'm going to enjoy life. And I took some time off. You know, I took a few years off and had this opportunity and came back to do it. The thing that this has done, I think it satisfied that need maybe that I had after I'd been away for a while, the need to connect and that need to, um, to you know, try to make a difference. And I have to tell you, one of the things I forgot about after having been a publisher for so long was um, how much I care about the community, how much I learned about what it takes to build a great community. And now, you know, I forgot what I knew, you know, and, and this this has given me a chance to sort of reconnect with that part of my job that I enjoyed. And I don't have P&Ls to worry about anymore. You know, I don't have, you know, a thousand employees to deal with anymore and so on. So, uh, it's, you also uh, have to direct the road. You, you direct to them now. You're not having to go through a bunch of channels, I wouldn't think. You know, I mean, no, no. I've seen quite a few they, of your shows, and yeah, they trust me completely. Through. I have yeah. to tell you, from the very beginning of the show, Steve Davenport, who owns uh, Super Talk, and uh, Kim Dillon, who's the president of the company, not one time in all these shows over now two years, not one time. Have I ever gotten a note to say, don't say that or say it this way or what? You know what I mean? I Complete, utter independence. And, wow. I, and, and that's the only way I would have chosen to do wow. this, incidentally. <laughs> but I learned, you know, from a legal perspective, obviously, I lived in the world. So I know, yeah. I know quite well 
what it is to say and what it is not to say, et cetera. Right. So I, I've got good understanding and I got great support. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I do this. If I didn't have that support, I wouldn't do this, but it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, and so you, you know, you're, you're sort of the same way that, that yep. is definitely for sure. <laughs> um, so what's, what's uh, one of the things I was curious about, one of the things that you did, one of the things you told me about when we visited before and wasn't long before the pandemic hit, yep. was that you used to do these uh, jam sessions at your house. Yep. Uh, and you had all kinds of famous people that would come periodically. Do you, do you do those with COVID anymore? Yeah, we do. We were real uh, cautious. Um, I hate to say it, but probably the most famous guy of all our players is an anti-vaxxer and um, everybody sort of got together and decided that we wouldn't invite him over until uh, things calmed down. I hate to say that, um, you know, I hope he's not listening, but, uh, it, you know, we're, a lot of us are getting older, man, and you just don't yeah. know, you know, yeah. it worries me. I had asthma, Jill and I were really sick kids and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, actually worried about you when COVID came on because your pre-existings yeah. are not great for COVID. And uh, for people like you, we've you know, I've had many, many conversations with an infectious disease doctor here locally named uh, Nicholas Conger. And, mm-hmm. and Dr. Conger has given great advice about this. But at the end of the day, people are going to make their choices. But if you have pre-existing conditions, even with the the current Omicron wave, you know, the, I mean, the vast majority, if not like almost completely, the number of people who get hospitalized are those who are not vaccinated. Right. And those statistics are pretty startling, actually. Yeah. And I just wish more people, especially those with pre-existing conditions, would, uh, would, would heed the advice. Yeah. But you've been lucky, haven't you? I have. You know, I don't, go out, <laughs> I don't go out that much. You know, I have a really nice German sports car that, you know, I love to look at, but I probably drove it 100 miles last year ricky i'm serious it's ridiculous but um you know i go and rub it a lot but <laughs> yeah you know i'm i'm comfortable we have a really nice place you know the great view of the valley i got a recording studio i've got three edit bays i got graphics and then you know we have but we live in the hills and the hills is i've been here 20 years now and i'm like the senior member so i'm sort of the the neighborhood uh, guy and yeah. um you know anything that has to be fought about seems to happen here so it's a neighborhood i, I tell people i grew up where there's a neighborhood and you know you live in one my neighbor you're coming over <laughs> yeah hey so let's uh we're gonna what we're gonna do we're yeah. gonna continue the conversation with with uh don wilson when we get back he's from guffport he's in studio city where he's lived for so many years he's worked with some of the best artists ever and uh, when we come back, we'll relive a few of those, those old memories. We'll see you after this. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. We're having a conversation with my old friend from Bellevue, Don Wilson, who uh, at a very young guy in his early 20s decided to uh, leave his job at WLOX and haul butt to California, pursuing a dream. And I, I look at that dream that he pursued, as I discussed at the beginning of the show, and think, you know, how better to find the word tenacity than what he did 
and what he's done since. You know, the kind of revolutionary stuff that he's done. You know, one of the things I shared last week, actually, Don, was about people have to be willing to make mistakes, that mistakes are how greatness happens. Like some of the best geniuses in the world, some of the best inventors in the world uh, had to make a lot of mistakes and learn from those mistakes in order to find sort of a new whatever it might be. Uh, You know that well, don't you? Whoever. You know, uh, think about it. In a, let's say in a 30-minute show, there's over, there's probably 1,500 edits. Out of those 1,500 edits, probably takes 50,000, right? And the reason they're not in the show is because they're not right. A mistake or not, you know, to the to a perfectionist like myself, it's no good. You know, you have to keep drilling and digging. You know, it's just proofreading and going through it again and again and again. But, um... You know, uh, it, it doesn't, it, the word tenacious, uh, I have to keep going back to that because uh, everything that I've ever done, once I, especially once I got up here, if you're not willing to just go to the mat, and I'm, you yeah. know, I, I mean, not necessarily verbally, but just take it, you know, in the beginning and then be willing to share it as you get to be, you know, my age. But uh, these kids, it worries me about a lot of the kids today, though, I must tell you, man, that a lot of the guys that comes through here, and, and girls, too, <clears throat> a, a little bit of, um, you know, wrinkle in the, the, the thing, and the, they get scared off pretty easily. Yeah. Because, you know, they just keep looking down at that phone. But um, it's, you know, I, I can't, it's, it's amazing that I've been out here that long. I feel like I still have more to do. Yeah. But um, I do have quite a resume. <laughs> I just don't know how to put it all on one page. You know, but, uh, hey, but Don, here's the thing, though. I, I, I think I agree with you. I think that there there is uh, an evolving, uh, in some cases, maybe an evolving lack of work ethic. Um, I talk a lot of on this show about entrepreneurship and what it takes to be a good entrepreneur, which you are. And, you know, and I think probably the most important quality my my old boss at Mississippi Power Company, Bobby Nichols, always talked about you have to be willing to burn the midnight oil. And hit, I mean, that's I mean, whether it be work or study or or focus, you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to achieve that success. And you don't do that part time. You don't do that. You can't do that eight to five. It, it is it, it has to be a mission and it has to be something that you enjoy. And when you enjoy it and it's a mission and you put your heart and soul to it, you can achieve anything. But for some reason, more recently than the way it used to be, people don't quite appreciate what it takes. Man, it's so true. I I get all the time. My wife has finally learned how to deal with it, but I'll do 30 hours straight if I have to. Yeah. It's a mind over matter, but uh, I am a goal oriented person, you know. You can't not deliver a paper. You can't not deliver something to the. Uh, it's got to air, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and do you take that as a as a chore or do you take that as a as part of your soul? You know. I mean. Yeah. I just uh, so when people say, "Dude, you need to sleep more," I say, "Okay, give me a check. You give me a check. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll sleep." You know. But, hey, uh, I remember. We, we went through that whole conversation uh, about Man in the Mirror and Michael Jackson and all that, and we won't, we won't rehash all that. People can actually go to Coastview and put Don – excuse me, go to Facebook and put Don Wilson Facebook – excuse me, Don Wilson Coastview, and it will pop up. It's a great conversation. But when, when you look back, 
you know, what are some of the, what are some of the music videos or documentaries or whatever that you are most proud of? I mean, like when you're in a conversation with someone at a dinner party and they ask you, what are you most proud of? What do you tell them? Man, that's, you know, I'd like to say it changes with my moods, but there's a top five. I'm Mississippi Sun, that thing I did, um, you know, about Katrina, I, I just, um, I'm still proud of uh, for what we did. Uh, the way we put the soundtrack together was all the musicians had lost all their gear. I remember Matt yeah. Taylor, and uh, he said, "I left all my stuff at the at the club, and the club was washed away. None of these people had instruments, so um, we got them grants, and um, I would send a track to them email, and they'd go to a, a internet cafe in Houston or Cincinnati or wherever they were, and my friend and I would lay the bass tracks." Uh, here the basic tracks in LA and we internet to them and they lay their tracks down so pretty much three quarters of the soundtrack was done via the internet but with all these Katrina videos that was cool I really dug that um, you know I was thinking about it earlier I remember working with Streisand I was so scared and you know and I already kind of worked with a lot of the top ones and uh, it was on the Prince of Tides movie and uh, I remember at the end of that thing she gave me hugs she go like this was actually a pleasurable experience which, you know, and I was, everybody had warned me how, what a tyrant she was, and it, I just had a, the greatest time. You know, man, there's so many. Um, I wasn't really into the hairband thing, though I got, you know, deep into it. Um, I created this thing. I meant to tell you this last time, and I didn't. So we went out on the, uh, when Von Jovi's manager came to us, I think they had sold maybe 5,000 records. And uh, we went out on tour, and we shot all these uh, live songs uh, according to the management of which ones they were going to make videos of. They never, we never shot Wanted Dead or Alive, which ended up being a big hit. So I had to pull footage from all kinds of video of, of other songs, and I would slow mo them to get them in sync. Or right when the the band would, you know, something would happen, I would do all these weird slow mos. And it permeated my whole uh, my whole look over the years, and now it's it it got called Donmo. Ah. So every now and then you'll look in the credits; it'll either say Don Special Thanks Donmo or Omnod, <laughs> which is Donmo backwards. You know? It's just every you know I can go to a party and people have never met me, but they say, oh Donmo, I know who you are. It's oh, hilarious. Cool. You know? Just that so whole you know, again, you've you've had these, you've had all these incredible relationships and done all this yeah. editing and then producing right. and whatever. What of of the artists that you've worked with, which of them have there been lasting relationships with? Gosh, there's a lot. Um, you know, I, and it's hard to have a lasting relationship with them because they tour all the time. But um, uh, the band Great White, um, there's a couple of guys in there. I, I did their first video, and uh, even there was a guy in the band who had a real heroin problem. They finally got rid of him. But um, he's a, uh, there's a, a one guy in particular in that band I really, really enjoy. He's produced a lot of records. Um a sting. I for years I, I had communication with him. He's just the coolest guy, and uh, you know I did uh, quite a few things with him. But you know, there's quite a few. The the lasting relationships is basically once a year nowadays. You know, yeah, sadly. yeah. Because you know everybody once they a lot of people don't live in L.A. once they are able to get out once they you know burnt the midnight oil here. Well, you and I, we chatted a little bit about this before, but you were a drummer. I was a drummer. And when when I think about Sting, I think about precision. I think uh, about, 
incredible, very tight precision. The drum beats were always unique and diverse. And what a, I mean, and the other thing I would say is extraordinarily intelligent music. How would you describe him? Absolutely. You nailed it. You know, he um, was one of the very, and I hate to say this to the industry, but super prepared. A lot of guys weren't, a lot of people, artists weren't. But he would come in with sheet music, but laid out in a video form. It was really interesting. Uh, so uh, whenever you would work with Sting, you kind of knew that unless you were shooting from the hip, you weren't going to waste a lot of time. Yeah. And, uh, I, we did this one video one time called Fortress Around Your Heart. I just loved it. It's shot in black and white. And at the very end, we were rolling uh, a Nagra, an audio recorder. And we had this great, beautiful pullback reveal. And he whistles Roxanne. And we added it to the video, and he, and where's, where'd that come from? He goes, I was just waiting for the moment. You know, <laughs> it, it, kind of guy, and you know, I've got to tell you, who else? Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. He, he was, he's brilliant, um, but he was super prepared. You know, all that, uh, that uh, satire and stuff is, uh, it's, it's his job. You know, he's yeah. actually a, a really cool guy. Yeah. One of the guys that stood the test of time for sure. The other thing about Sting that I remember, I think about Coldplay, for example. You yeah. Know, the 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 voice or the or the melody being being carried, literally carried by the artist. And where what's happening behind them is just kind of rhythm, you know. Well, you know, uh, Stuart Copeland, his drummer, is one of the best of all time. And if you uh, people who are really into music the drums and the rest of the music kind of counter each other, except the way Sting arranges it. If you yeah. listen, Stewart's playing something else from another world, you know, and he was. These, it's crazy, right? But the but see, of course, he travels so extensively, and he yeah. let his travels influence his music, and right. it showed, so, didn't it? Yep, absolutely. Mixing always through. growing, always yep. growing. And then you worked with Rod Stewart, and you know his. Speaking of an of an instrument as a, a voice as an instrument, he had that, didn't he? Totally, man. I, you know, Maggie May still to this day got to be one of my all time favorite songs. That every time I hear it, Ricky, I think of Milner Stadium on Friday night. I, really? I'm getting out of my car, <laughs> going to watch it, and it, Maggie May. It's just bizarre. I can smell it, you know. Yeah, it's, there are a number of songs by Elton John during that, <laughs> during that you know during that time period that bring those kind of memories back right, for me. That just awesome, man. Rocket that. Man for for one oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll visit the last uh, segment with uh, Don Wilson, who's done undo some amazing things and. In uh, California, he's a he's from Bellevue and Gulfport, and someone who we should be very proud of. We'll see you after this break. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. We're visiting with my old friend Don Wilson from Gulfport who lives in Studio City, California these days. He has five top five. Uh, is that right? Yeah, it remains top five. No, 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 no. Four. Four. Excuse me. The top three, five of all time for VH1. But look. We were, it's so interesting because during the break, I've always had this huge love for music, wide variety of music. Uh, I just love all genres. I, I like Mozart as much as I like, you know, Sting. <laughs> but we were, we, we, during the break, we started talking about Stanley Clark. And if you're a music aficionado, you know Stanley Clark, the famous bass 
player who just famous for plucking his bass. Mm. And I was infatuated with him back in the 70s. Um, but then I learned you worked with Stanley Clark along the way. Tell me about that. Yep. So uh, it's just the way my life has worked. I remember telling you uh, the record company sent me the Michael Jackson Bad record, and I liked one song, which was Man in the Mirror. Um, though I did quite a few others on that record. So uh, I fell in love with this band called Animal Logic, and it was Stanley Clark, and you mentioned uh, the police and their drums. Stuart Copeland from The Police was the drummer. Just a great record. As fate would have it, about a year later, I get a call. Stanley Clark just recorded Stairway to Heaven, and they want to do a music video. How do you do it? Nobody's singing. And I, <laughs> I proposed in this treatment, you know, you do three or four treatments, but I proposed that I build a massively huge bass guitar, and uh, they went for it, and I drilled holes in it one at a time because I was going to ruin it. And I started with the farthest fret. And it was, I used a periscope camera, so Stanley would play it over accentuating it, and this little periscope camera would just you know, shoot, the, it was just quite amazing. Um, but it would shoot the hands on the fret, and it just was crazy. So when you sat at, when you sat at your, at your, like at your editing bay where you're sitting today, <laughs> and you saw the result of your unique video angles <laughs> and whatever, did you go, oh my God, oh my God, that's even better than I thought it was going to be? You know, I wish that happened more, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, you have these, I'm sure you know, you have these great ideas, and after, especially when you have to depend on others, and, you know, how do you explain that passion thing? It's hard to, to put words around passion, right? Um, but yes, that was one of the ones. Sadly, it was, a, you know, a jazz music video that not a lot of people got to see, but, yeah. dude, I loved it. I mean, that was so cool. I, I just, I thought that was one of the coolest things I ever did. Is it up at YouTube? I have no idea. I'll have no to go idea. look it up. I'll have to go see if I can find that. That's that's, 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 that's pretty cool. So many hidden stories. You said you're not going to write a book, but see, if I were you, if I were you, I'd write a book. It's, it's not just about my personal experience and this sort of going from Gulfport to California, but it's about what you learn from all these influences yeah. in your life. And it's about sort of this ever moving target of success that you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. I, yeah. I talked about that yesterday on my show, that people, your success is not fake. You control your own destiny. And usually that destiny is determined by the people you choose to have around you. And what you said when you decided to go from California, excuse me, from Gulfport to California, is that you were going to change, that you knew you had to be, in order to raise your game, you had to be around people who raised their game. That yeah. was your story, wasn't it? Absolutely. You know, I wanted to work in uh, WWL in New Orleans, and I applied, and you know, they weren't really interested. And I, I said, okay, I'll show you. <laughs> you know, not necessarily, but yeah. I mean, kind of in a way, I was just determined, man. You know, to to come to LA. Uh, it wasn't uh, about a dream. It was about my career. It really yeah. Was. I care less where it was, you know. But uh, and music too, you know. Um, I, that I, I knew something was here. It wasn't doing comedy shows, which is what I got into uh, in the early. And you know, having that drummer time in and comedy go hand in hand, and it's yeah. all no, no doubt about. It. Hey, you, here's what I remember about our conversation and our <laughs> numerous conversations as you and I visit <laughs> yeah. offline, yeah. is that you have a heart. Yeah. You have a heart you care deeply about the things that you're engaged in you think care people about you you care deeply about the people 
of coastal Mississippi. You 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 have never lost track of your roots here, and how it's helped you become successful in the world that you're in today. But um, I, you know, I, and I have a heart. So sometimes having a heart can be can be cumbersome because it, oh, it that, makes you passionate. True, well, but, it, uh, you know, that ages me more than anything, you know, that yeah. uh, having to suppress it sometimes. But absolutely. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. I <laughs> it's get frustrating it. at times. You know, you do. It, it, you, it is. You know, but I, you know what? If I had my choice of approaching life or projects with passion and not having passion, I would pick the passion every single day. Well, as I'll much of a burden what, as that might be, you know? Well, yes, but I think at, at this point in our lives, um, I'm happier. I, I don't know how I'll be happier. You know, I yeah. think um, I feel like I did it the right way. You know, I've yeah. never consciously gone in to, to take advantage or to screw somebody over, as they say. Never. I'm just not that guy. What's so interesting, and we're coming to the end of our time together, but what's going to be interesting is I feel this way about a lot of my friends who have done extraordinarily well in their lives. Some of your best work still may be ahead of you. You don't I know. It's going to be so interesting to see this is the amalgamation of experiences that have made you who you are today. And given your passion and tenacity that's just a raw part of your character, it's going to be interesting to see where you go. But look, yeah. we're going to stay in touch. And uh, we'll visit again. There's so many cool stories to tell. Thanks for representing Gulfport well. You bet. I love the coast, man. I, I, I was coming back, uh, except for COVID. I was coming back for Christmas. So I'm headed back there soon. You'll be back. And when we do, we're going to have a beer together. I'm yes, we are, my friend. On your boat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We will do that. Hey, God bless you. And take love care. You, coast. Stay healthy. And we'll love see you soon, Bye-bye. my friend. Bye-bye. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.